Welcome to the Wide World of Esports, a show devoted to all things esports. I'm your host, Catherine Knorr. Today, my guest is McDad Morgan, president of Astra Creatives, joining us from Ghana. Our topic is um, growing esports in Ghana and Africa. Welcome, Morgan. Thank you very much, Catherine. It's an honor to be here and also share some insight about the esports scene in Africa. All right. So, um, what is Astra Creatives? So, Astra Creatives Ghana is a non government organization which was started to help promote and also facilitate the growth of esports in Ghana because over the years we saw the passion which young people over here had for esports. And also we saw that there are a lot of things that needed extra support in terms of like helping people organize events, also educate people about esports and everything. So that's why I found a group of people who wanted to do the same thing as I, and we created the company to help support the community and also help grow esports in Ghana. So a lot of people might not even know where Ghana is. Why don't you tell us where your country is? So Ghana can be found in West Africa. Um, it's quite close to Togo. And it's a very, very beautiful country, a very nice place, good people. We have a rich culture, good food, and it's a very welcoming place. Well, uh, you know, you're my second guest from Ghana. And so now I'm really excited about going there one day because it seems like a fantastic place to go and visit. Yes, it's a very nice place. There are a lot of people that do not want to leave after visiting the country because people are very warm and welcoming. And Ghana has a lot to offer. That's why more others might think. All right. So what was your start in esports? So I got into the esports scene back in 2017. And just like any other person, I just started with playing video games before I didn't really know what esports was. So I started with playing video games and my friends introduced me to tournaments. And when I started playing my first tournament, I quite performed well. So that was when a team reached out to me and recruited me. So that was when I got to know about esports and even the competitive side of playing video games. So I started my journey as a player. I played competitive for about three years. And I later went into the business aspect of esports. That's when I started managing players, working with teams, organizations around, and also going to tournament organizations as well. So that's where my journey started from. Now, what game did you play um, competitively? PUBG Mobile. Okay. So um, what, what did you learn as a player in competitive esports? So um, before I got into competitive gaming, I was not a team player. I used to make a lot of decisions by myself. So when I saw how it affected my team and how it really affected our games, over the years, I got to learn how to be a flower by following the team leader's commands. I also learned to be a team player because I, when I noticed that working with the people really made our games better instead of working by myself. And I also learned to be a leader by also learning from our team leader and everything. So eSports taught me 
sportsmanship, leadership, and also teamwork. Now, as a player, did you uh, play against other people in Africa, Ghana, or around the world? So I started with playing with teams from West Africa. Then I moved on to play with teams from other African regions, and I also played in international tournaments as well. So would, um, what were the venues like um, that you played in? So um, with competitive gaming in Africa, especially mobile gaming, they don't really be having a lot of LAN events. It's mostly online because there's not enough fans to host such events. So it's mostly done online. So it was when we played in the World Esports Championship, that was when we got the opportunity to participate in the LAN event and play with people at the same venue. But aside on that, aside on that, all the other tournaments we played with were online. So what what led you to um, start Astra and and have some vision for Africa with esports? E so over the years, I kept hearing people talking about how they wanted to change the esports scene in Ghana, how they wanted to develop esports in Ghana. And over the years, I realized that it was all just talk. People keep talking about all the things they want to do. And I got tired of people not acting. So I said, even though maybe I might not be able to make big changes, I still want to do what I can to still make progress instead of sitting down and just listening to people talk about wanting to make progress in Africa and not doing anything about it. So that was the main reason why I started the company to help us where I could. So what do you feel that um, there's a lot of room for growth of esports in Ghana and Africa? To be honest, there is a lot of growth. And honestly, if people in Africa work together, the esports in Africa would be way greater than it is now. Because here's the thing about Africa. Most Africans don't really like to work together. There are a lot of esports organizations, tournament organizers, and everything in the region that could have done a lot of major events and contributed heavily to the growth of esports in Africa and Ghana. But everyone treats everything like a competition. Instead of coming together, they all want to prove their organization is better than the other's organization. Their tournament is bigger than the other person's tournament. So everything is just a competition. And I do believe if people could change their mindsets and put their resources together, esports in Africa would grow really, really fast and be able to create a lot of opportunities for the younger generation. So in terms of those opportunities for the younger generation, what do you see that um, those opportunities um, as? I mean, would you say that it would be in terms of jobs or education or something else? Yes, definitely. For me, I do believe esports could actually help reduce unemployment in Ghana and Africa as a whole because there are a lot of aspects that people could get into in the esports scene, whether competitive gaming, being a coach, being a developer, being a content creator, or even being a manager. So I do believe if they do take the right steps and help grow the sports in Africa and Ghana, it could create a lot of jobs for people and also educate people about the benefits of getting involved in the industry. So is unemployment a problem in Ghana and Africa? 
Yes, it is. Unemployment is a problem because a lot of people keep rushing for the same jobs that people see as respectable in the country, which is whether being in the finance sector, being a lawyer, being a doctor, you know, just the white collar jobs. And I do believe that's not the only way someone could make an income. People are supposed to be encouraged to be innovative, to create opportunities instead of relying on the system to give them jobs. So that's where the problem is. A lot of people are not being encouraged to try and create jobs for themselves or try and think outside the box. It's always the same process. You go to school, you get a degree and wait to get a job. Sure. So when you, we look at Africa, what countries are the most prominent in esports? Um, I would say the first country would be Morocco, Egypt, South Africa, Nigeria, Algeria, Cote d'Ivoire. Then you would be looking at Ghana as well. Boy, I didn't think Algeria would be one of those countries. So they're, they are um, very active in esports as well? Yeah, they, are, they have most of the best teams in the world. They are quite active. Oh, really? Okay, that's surprising to me because all the other countries you named, I would have guessed. Um, Algeria is the one that I wouldn't have guessed. What about Egypt? Are they... Um, do they have a big esports presence or can you? Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. They have they have a lot of big teams and they have a lot of organizations with a lot of money behind them. So the Egypt esports scene is really, really developed. One of the top esports countries in Ghana, in Africa. What are the games that are most common, uh, commonly played uh, in African esports? So in African esports, you would find FIFA, eFootball, PUBG Mobile. You would also find Mobile Legends, and you would find Call of Duty as well. So these are the most prominent games in the community. And and is it mostly mobile, or is are there PCs and consoles as well? Okay, so with FIFA and eFootball, it's mostly focused on consoles. So when you go to Mobile Legends, PUBG Mobile, and Call of Duty, it's just mobile. Okay. A, sure. lot, a lot of people don't really get into the PC scene because they don't really have the funds to afford the high-tech computers and also good internet connections as well. So it's easier to get into the console scene or the mobile gaming scene. What have, what have you, you know, you mentioned you started um, eSports in 2017. What have you seen since 2017 in terms of growth in Ghana and Africa? Okay, so back then when I started, especially in the mobile gaming scene, there weren't a lot of tournaments, there weren't a lot of teams. But over the years, I've come to see a lot of tournaments with prize pools reaching a million dollars, seeing a lot of events all over the world, and seeing people making a decent living from playing esports especially in the mobile scene. So over the years, I would say it has quite grown, but in West Africa, not as much. Mm, okay. Well, what about COVID? Um, did the pandemic impact esports in Ghana and Africa? Yeah, I would say um, during the pandemic, a lot of people go into gaming, but after the restrictions were lifted, 
not everyone stayed because esports is still not quite huge in West Africa. So a lot of people prefer to go back to their regular jobs. It takes it takes a lot of determination or motivation to stick in this thing without getting paid. Because at yeah. the end of the day, a lot of people need to make a living. So you need to have like that passion to still push forward regardless of the situation. Now, are there uh, companies that are are sponsoring esports in Ghana and Africa that you know have maybe they weren't involved before, but they've jumped in and and are making a, their their brands uh, part of the scene? Yeah. So currently, there are a few companies that have hosted a few tournaments, but it's mostly for FIFA. They are not really looking at the other games as well, and I think that's a shame. Because games like PUBG Mobile and Mobile Legend have a lot of audience in the community, have a lot of people playing more than even FIFA. So I, it's a shame that they are not really taking a look at the other games. But yeah, they do organize a few tournaments for FIFA and eFootball, but they don't go as far as sponsoring any teams. They just do it when they have like a product to launch or something. So it seems like FIFA is really the big game. Yeah. Okay, so is that because there's um, such a big interest in soccer or or football, as you may call it? Yeah, it all comes down to um, soccer being like a very, very popular sport in Africa and in the world. So yeah, since a lot of people know about soccer, they do find it easier to play FIFA since it's something they're already passionate about. But when it comes to more strategic games like PUBG Mobile, Call of Duty, or Mobile Legends, a lot of people don't really find it interesting. Yeah. So what um, what are some of the initiatives that you're thinking about in terms of growing esports in Africa? Yes. So we wanted to actually focus on the younger generation, which is the case in um, middle school to like high school wanted to establish esports programs in the schools um, containing a curriculum and also introduce a league for private schools and also government schools in the country to help grow esports even further because we do believe if they are educated about it and also we make the way for them to participate in tournaments and also get a feel of how it feels to actually be a competitive player and all that is could help um, actually promote the sports even further in the country. You know, as a player yourself, um, what um, did you um, feel that esports prepared you for your future in terms of skills? So um, before, I found it quite hard to communicate with people and also handle a lot of things. But when I got involved with esports, it actually helped me to be like more outgoing, be able to talk to people and also handle like pressure. Because in esports, you need to be able to handle pressure and also be able to think clearly in all this kind of situation. So in real life, whenever I'm faced with like a difficult situation, I'm always able to remain calm and find a solution. Because in esports, you are taught to find solutions instead of like complaining about situations. 
Because if you don't act fast, everything is going to go sideways. So it sure. really helped me in real life handle a lot of situations way better than I would have in the past. And also taught me how to lead and also be open and transparent with people. Sure. And also, you know, what we're doing right now, you're, you're on a show that's being filmed in Hawaii and you're actually, you know, you've connected with me and, and you're talking about this subject. I mean, that's a kind of a big deal that you would be in Ghana and be doing this about this topic. So that, that kind of tells you something about the value of esports as being a way to communicate with others. What do you think about that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, through the esports scene, I've been able to meet a lot of amazing people over the world that have been able to share a lot of things with me, teach me about a lot of things, which I've been able to apply successfully in my country to help develop the sport. So esports goes way beyond just playing games. It's really, really a good way of bringing people around all over the world who have like a common interest. So I do believe it's very, very important to encourage people to get into the industry. And you speak English very well. What is your first language? <laughs> so in Ghana, our first language is English. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, you know, so that that's fantastic because that gives you a entree into communicating with so many people all over the world with so many English speakers. That's right. So what um, are you, what games are you playing now? So currently I've retired from playing any game since I've moved into the management side. So I have a lot of tasks to deal with day to day. So I don't really get time to play any games. But maybe in future, when I have like a free schedule, I could go back to playing PUBG Mobile. So do you have some events coming up? Yes. So um, we do plan on having an event in March, um, a mini tournament. We're going to um, also introduce like a career day workshop to educate um, the players in the community about the different aspects of esports and what it's all about to possibly encourage people to get into the industry. And I do believe a lot of people are really taking the wrong approach these days in terms of like esports in Ghana, because a lot of the older people in the country, they don't really support the whole esports thing in Ghana. And even the ones who are actively taking part in esports don't really go in fully. So I do believe it's important for us to rather focus on the younger generation since it would be easier to get them to get into the sport since they are more open to new things and trying out new things as well. So I do believe it's very, very important we just focus on the younger generation. We could save them and push them to get into the sport. But for us, the older ones, it's a bit too late for us. That's what I believe. You know, I think that that's common all over the world that um, that, you know, older generation is not, you know, they haven't embraced esports as a sport as much as the younger generation. But I think that's changing. And, you know, I think that it will probably change all over the world. But you still have people that have sort of negative attitudes and they don't really think of it as something that's valuable. 
What do you think about that? Yeah, that is surely such a shame. I mean, people are stuck on their old ways and it's quite difficult to change people's minds. I mean, they've been having the same beliefs for, I mean, 20 years, 30 years, quite a long time. So it's quite harder to convince them to accept something new. And I mean, if you talk to, if you talk about esports to an older person currently, they would just imagine someone just sitting behind a, t- a television, just playing games, wasting their time. They have no idea. It actually goes way beyond that. So maybe some might be open to getting involved, but I do believe if we are able to target the younger ones and get them to really, really move towards esports, it would ensure that esports has a future in years to come, since they are going to be the ones to actually take over the scene. You know what? What excites me about esports is the business opportunities, and that you know you have this thing and many games with different publishers that are so popular with just huge numbers of people, and and those people even extend in age ranges, you know, from young to fairly old, but, you know, it's, I think the ages are getting older every, every year, but anyway, you know, so it's such a big potential business opportunity and, um, you know, there's opportunities for people in law in business in marketing. And uh, do you see it that way? Yes, definitely. I do see it that way because a lot of people are also starting to get interested in tech these days and tech does go with esports. So at the end of the day, if you're able to educate people about the different um, aspects of esports in terms of the business opportunities and the career opportunities in it, it would help them to get involved in it. Because at the end of the day, a lot of people don't even know that you could be a lawyer for an esports organization or anything. A lot of people have no idea about that. A lot of people doesn't even know that you could work with an esports organization, marketing their products, selling their merchandise and all those things. So I do believe if you're able to educate a lot of people about it, they would get involved. Sure, absolutely. So if people want to uh, find you and uh, find your company, how can they learn more about what you're doing? Okay, so they could reach out to us through email or on our social medias on on instagram at astra.creatives and through our email astraagency at yahoo.com okay and you're um and also linkedin right you're under um mcdad morgan is that correct yes please okay so i hope people will reach out to you and you can um, you know, people who are looking to um, do some exciting things in Ghana, what kind of things can you help them with? So if any brand wants to actually expand their services to Ghana, if it's esports related, we could help them be able to get to the people in the community way faster and also expand quickly because we have access to a lot of gamers and a lot of people in the communities. So we could help them also reach out to the right people to work with in the community and everything. All right. 
Fantastic. Well, Morgan, it's been such a pleasure talking with you and learning about um, esports in Ghana and Africa. Yeah, it's been great as well. I look forward to doing this with you soon. And I hope you have a wonderful day. All right. Thank you. And so thank you um, to our viewers for joining us today. In two weeks, Tom Leonard will substitute as host. Now, he's got a, an exciting show planned. So when I return in one month, my guest will be Zach um, Ineas Tepe of Unified. See you then. Thank you so much for watching Think Tech Hawaii. If you like what we do, please like us and click the subscribe button on YouTube and the follow button on Vimeo. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, and donate to us at thinktechhawaii.com. Mahalo.